exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Good evening. You are tuned to Impact Sexposure tonight rather than Exposure because we have the crew from Olin Health Center here as well as Tristan from Pure Romance to talk about sex toys. So do you guys want to go around a circle, introduce yourselves and what you do? Okay, I'm uh, Andrew. I'm a health educator at Olin Health Center. Erica from Olin as well, sexual health promotion. I'm Christy from Olin, sexual health promotion as well. Uh, my name is Tristan Dodge. I'm an independent business owner with Pure Romance. <laughs> and I'm Dr. D from Olin Health Center. I just love the way you introduced that. It's just, it's just like, just so casual. Like, and we're here. We're going to talk about sex toys. <laughs> so common, you know. Folks out there going, did, did she say sex toys? That's I the think, way we want it to I be. Think, I think she's, I'll turn off the Spartans and, and listen to sex toys. That's right. We're glad to be yeah. here with this. And so it's kind of weird sitting here, and I'm, I'm trying to look across the table at folks, and they've got these huge vibrators. They're <laughs> staring me right in the face here. One of them with, looks like the Busy Beaver. <laughs> uh, and, there, and we encourage people to call in today. And that number is? 432-3893. Because we have the, the famous, we call it now Thanks. the Christie uh, prize pack. Yep. 
What's in the prize pack today, Christy, if they call in? We're going to have lots of lube today and lots <laughs> of lube. Yes. <laughs> and a uh, sex etiquette book. Of Maybe some candy. We'll see what else gets adds, added to it along the way. As, you know, as, as people call in or don't call mm-hmm. in, we'll just add or subtract well, things. Add it, yeah, subtract. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I might have some stuff I can add to that, too. Oh, there we oh, go. Wow. Ooh. So we better get some colors again. Yeah. Phone number 432 That would be good. Okay, so we have a question of the day. And the question of the day is, what is your favorite sex toy? So call in and tell us what your favorite sex toy is. That is what price. we're talking about today. That's right. Don't I, 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 I didn't see that question on there. I kind of went right oh, by me. Okay. Yeah. Well, what is your question. favorite sex toy? To uh, I prefer to call them bedroom accessories. Okay. Um, and you know, and I'll still call them toys sometimes too. But and you know, the reason is, and I think this is you know part of our topic today. I think that when they're called sex toys, it's a little bit more crass, and I think it contributes to the stigma that surrounds, um, you know, uh, bedroom accessories and toys. So I think that's, you know, part of kind of the problem that's out there that we, you know, as pure romance consultants are def- definitely trying to mm-hmm. break that down. So I always like to say bedroom accessories. I no, think no, it, no, wait a minute. Yeah. I've been around a long time. <laughs> <laughs> when you say bedroom accessories, I'm thinking nightstand oh, and yeah. table. Well, you know, Ikea. Like you Relationship right. enhancement <laughs> products. Um, and, you know, they're like toys, folks. They're toys. I like them. And they are toys. That's, yeah, definitely okay. a Adult toys, but I, I do like to yeah, use no. that term more. But I mean, that's just a personal opinion, and just to stipulate too that um, you know any of my opinions outside of fact are definitely not always you know endorsed by Pure Romance. I don't think they would disagree with much of what I say, but I just have to put that out there. So <laughs> I guess we should be saying that about Olin too. <laughs> 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 oh, nah, 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 we're fine. Nah. <laughs> I would say, but we're, we are very glad to have you here today. And and if you'd like to call in and, and tell us what you're... You know, the reason I asked that is that when you say sex toy, you don't necessarily have to be referring to an inanimate object. You know, your sex toy could be part of somebody's body. Sure. It could be something that you do together. You know, it could be your big wheel. <laughs> 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 Whatever your fetish may be. Whatever, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, shall we get into this? Uh, yes. Well, maybe that's not the right choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> All these things about... sta- staring at me in front of me. Just... Okay. okay. Well, um, first off, what do we have here on the table? What kind of sex toys did you um, bring? I tried to bring um, a variety of different toys, um, toys that can be used either by yourself or with a partner. Um, we have, you know, massagers. You know, I'll call them massagers because something like this is what we call a bullet. And a bullet is usually what I would recommend to, uh, you know, a customer that might come into the ordering room that's maybe come um, to see me for the first time that's never um, been exposed to anything like this, um, doesn't really know what to do with something like this. Sometimes they can be very intimidating. And what's nice about a bullet is it's non-threatening. It's very small. You can introduce it into the bedroom with your partner, and he's not going to freak out (laughs) because it's bigger than him or anything like that. I mean, it's, it's small. It's, you know, an inch and a half to two inches um, in length, and it's basically just used as a massager, and it can be used anywhere on the body that you want to relieve tension or pressure or, you know, anything. A lot of people use these for headaches. They use them, you know, just to relieve tension in their shoulders, their neck, but they can also be used on the genitals, which is nice. It makes them, you know, a little bit more of a versatile toy, which is a great one for beginners. So that's something that I usually recommend to somebody that's never been. And it looks got, like a computer mouse. It's interesting that you say <laughs> it. Can put it on the microphone? That one has several different speeds. And a kill switch, was a, which you know can be important in the heat of the moment sometimes. Oh, that's, so, yeah. that's close to my cell phone. Hang on there for a minute. 
thing sitting on my hand. <laughs> now, I, I think it's kind of interesting you say it's not intimidating, but you call it the bullet. Yeah, I was going to say that too. But our bullets don't kill, so that's an important to know. So I know that I've, I've seen them called <laughs> eggs before, and we just call them bullets at Pure yeah, Romance. I want to go back before you describe any more, but you know, tell us why, You know, because I think there is a taboo about mm-hmm. you know, sex sure. toys or bedroom accessories. Sure. Uh, you know, I think it kind of goes. I think when you talk about <laughs> the taboo surrounding um, Emily, here you go. <laughs> toys or accessories, it starts with the taboo that surrounds masturbation. And I think I found in you know the six years that I've been in this business, I hear more and more often that you know people have grown up in homes that. Um, you know, they really don't talk about sex. They certainly don't talk about masturbation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if it is brought up, it's like, oh, it's bad, you know, don't do it. And boys think that, you know, touching themselves, it makes them weird. Or if they do it too much, they're going to go blind. I mean, there's so many, you know, crazy things out Hair there. Hair on your knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and girls certainly are never given permission to touch right. themselves. So um, I think, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, when you grow up in a household where it's not talked about and it's not discussed and you're not told, hey, it's okay, just do it by yourself, you know, we don't want to see it. Um, you know, I think that when you grow up that way and then you, you see, you know, these toys that are typically associated with masturbation, it, it's a weird thing for people. I want you to know that you're going to get a prize pack from us today because you broke the record. You only took five minutes to say masturbation oh, nice. on this show. <laughs> Quite the record. Running, we always have a contest. Yeah. Oh, really? I wondered, because you made a little face. Up. I'm like, what yeah. do I do? I said something wrong. <laughs> no. No. You've been okay. in here for Okay, okay. yes. <laughs> so, Emily, what did, what did you think of that, the bullet? It was it was interesting. I just can't figure out how you get it from go to, to go to a lower speed and a higher speed. There's, oh, there's the a right left button. and right button. There's two arrows. Okay. The button on the right changes the speeds. It has seven different speeds. So you have low, medium, high, surging, pulsating, escalating, and super speed. The arrow button on the left is a kill switch. Super speed. So you don't have to cycle through every speed to turn it off. If you need to turn it off quick, you can just push one button and turn it off right now, and that's a really nice feature. So. You were just too much fun. But no, what else? I mean, because there are taboos about these. Why would anyone even want to ever have a toy? I mean, you know, isn't your the you know your man enough or your woman enough? Or <laughs> That's a great a question, and you know, I get that a lot, and I you know I try to tell ladies that um, that I meet that, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's meant to replace your partner. It can definitely enhance what you already have going on. Um, I think toys are a great way to find what your hot spots are. Um, so it's a great way to sort of explore your body. Um, you know, some people are more stimulated by their clitoris. Some people are more stimulated by their G-spot. Um, you don't know that unless you've explored that area. So I think toys are really important because there are things that you can do with a toy that sometimes you can't necessarily do with a partner, at least the first, you know, time you're trying to show them that spot and I think once you find that area or what works for you it's a lot easier to show your partner um, so it you know it definitely can be an enhancement mm-hmm. you know to your sexual experience with your partner it doesn't have to be just something you do by yourself that's why usually I always call them couples toys because it's something we want you to use mm-hmm. you know with a partner and something to do together it's not meant to replace your partner in any way it's meant to enhance what you're already doing okay. all right Very well cool. on that note we have our first caller you're on exposure. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Um, so I have a question. Um, I have a couple of male friends, and, and I guess it seems to me that 
a lot of people think of sex toys as women's things, but I've had more than one male friend approach me and say, hey, you know, what do you think is a good beginning sex toy for a guy? I don't really know how to answer that. She's holding one up right now. <laughs> if only you could see. If only we had video right now. But... What's your name? My name's Erica. Erica, hi. Um, this is Tristan. I just um, want to say we have a lot of different male stimulators, which um, can you know be used by a man you know when he's by himself, um, or they can be an excellent um, couples toy as well. And actually, the male stimulators I find to be my top selling toys um, because they are such a great way um, to you know help men who are maybe having um, you know sexual dysfunction. Um, it can help with you know erectile dysfunction it can help with you know someone who's experiencing low libido um, you know these these are toys that are are very sort of jelly like they're made out of silicone um, they're very squishy um, we have several different ones um, it's like that, a big gummy bear yeah it, it really does it's it's ribbed inside for his pleasure and it has a hole that goes entirely all the way through and I know it looks like it's about the size of a number two pencil and most men will look at that and women as well and say there is no way he's fitting in that but it will stretch over your fist with the proper amount of lubricant it gets very big and if he's bigger than your fist I want to see a picture so um, you know it's it's definitely something that's gonna work for everybody and um, you know like I said something that he can use by himself um, you know great for masturbation but it's absolutely a wonderful couples toy as and well. you have to give it back what is it called <laughs> What's it? that one is called the JJ because that one actually um, has an end that looks like the opening of the, the you know the vulva area um so that one yeah it has a clitoris and everything um so that one actually looks like you know more like a vagina um we do have several different ones um we have one that actually looks more like a face like a mouth and a nose so it just it's more like a personal preference i think they all pretty much do the same thing um but um they're different colors and different shapes and you know i've got some customers that say i don't want it to look like anything so we have what's called hog which is hand operated girlfriend um we use a lot of acronyms at pure romance so anytime Anytime something has, you know, a um, a a man's name, for instance, it'll always be, you know, an acronym for something else. But um, you know, the hog, for instance, doesn't look like anything. You know, it's just basically a clear. Yeah. Sleeve, did, did, so. did we answer your question? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good information. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you. you you've but. never seen so many smiling faces before on the, on the show. <laughs> this is great. We have another caller. We also before. have another caller. Okay. We, all right. Okay. It's here. You're on sex exposure. Hello. Hello. Good morning. My name is Jennifer. Or Tristan. Tristan, I miss you. I'm at hockey practice, and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I already told them the backstory, so they all know that you're there. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for calling. Oh goodness gracious! I was calling to tell you my favorite one. That would be the bullet. I love the bullet. And we talked about that, yeah. I think the bullet is a lot of people's favorites because, like I said, very versatile toy. A lot of beginners like it, but a lot of old veterans like it, too. So, <laughs> well, let, let me ask you, did, I mean, uh, does your partner like it? Oh, yeah. It, it, it does. Oh, let's see. Oh, the, 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 oh, what do I call them? The, the balls, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> they, it vibrates them quite nicely. Okay. That and it works wonders for a sinus infection. That's <laughs> true. Sinus, sinus infection. infection. Okay. Anytime you add vibration to, you know, the sinuses or, like I said, for mm -hmm. headaches, it does really help with 
It does have seven speeds. Multi-purpose. Multi-purpose tool. Thanks for calling, Jen. Thank you. Have fun. You got your fan club out there. I do. Wow. Wait, so I hope people wash it before they start putting it all over their face. Good good point to make. And that's important to to know, yeah. And that cleaner is always something that I really emphasize, you know, with any customer that's buying a toy from me. That's really, really important. Cleanliness is huge After every use, Yes. Before and after. Talk about another one up here. Okay, um, this these are kind of neat too. These are called Benoit balls, and this is sort of the original vibrator. These were um, designed centuries and centuries ago by the Japanese geisha girls. You know, they were sort of the prostitutes of their time, and they could insert these vaginally. And then during intercourse, these sort of cling together inside and send magnetic impulses up to their G spot, and they could really? orgasm that way. And a lot of um, you know people still use them for that same reason today. Um, they cling together. They are very, very heavy. Um, but actually, Benoit balls are more commonly being used now. Um, a lot of gynecologists, OBGYNs, are recommending them to their patients um, because they're great for strengthening those um, you know, floor muscles, the PC muscles, kegels. the vaginal. Exactly, like doing kegels, but you can't cheat. Right. Kegels, it's real easy to kind of halfway do them, you know, and these you really have to you know, tighten that muscle to hold those in. They're quite heavy. Um, You put them both in? You know, I usually recommend when you're just starting out, start with one. See if you can hold it in the whole time you're they're brushing your teeth. They're not really big, folks. Yeah, they look yeah, like marbles. They do look like marbles. They're like, but they're like marble yeah. size, and they're yeah. gold. You, you know, once you get really good with one, see if and it's and like you know, like an exercise, <laughs> like you're exercising any other muscle in your body. It's no different. So mm-hmm. start with one. Um, you really, they are very heavy. So if you insert those into the vaginal opening and don't clench, it's just going to fall right out. Um, it's not going to get lost. Everything pretty much stops at your cervix, so you don't have to worry about them getting lost up there. Now, you're Back end, that's a different idea. Don't be sticking stuff up there because that's a trip to the hospital that you don't want to take. So, but as far as solid the, advice, yeah, solid as advice. far as the vagina goes, though, I mean, those you know, start with one, try to hold it in as long as you can. Once you get really good with one, try to don't get all cocky and go wearing them like to the grocery store. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're gonna wear hose. If it falls down there, you can just be, oh, like wait. So they on. use those like while having you heard her, ladies. You can. I feel like that would be unco- like just. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and it's not for everybody. You know, that's why we carry so many different products, because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's, you know, needs and issues and things are different, and, you know, just like we all use different shampoo, we all like different toys. So we carry such a wide variety because everybody kind of has different things going on that they're interested in. So it's, you know, maybe something for you, but maybe not for her. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely a... Interesting. Yeah. I'm afraid they'd get wow. lost. Yeah, I know. A lot of people say <laughs> I know. that. They won't. They won't. Emily has this really strange look on her face. Well, <laughs> you, but the reason why is because this past weekend, I see, I don't read Cosmo very much unless I'm like with friends and they happen to be at their houses. And so um, I was reading this article about, you know, these like horror stories of people showing up at the hospital and having weird things yeah, and stuck common. up in weird areas. And that's that why we really there. try to kind of educate people on that because. There are certain things that are made for that area and certain things that aren't, and you you really need to be careful and you need to be safe. So well, I think you, I think you said the key key thing here, and that what the listeners need to know is it's all about education too. It's not about just taking one of these things and, and not knowing how no. to use them, how to clean them, uh, talking with your partner. So it's about you know education. Yeah, you need to know what you're doing, and you know that's why I usually recommend if you are a beginner and you don't 
you know, really know what things are for. And a lot of these, you look at them and you're like, what the heck do I do with that? You know? And so it's really important that you talk to somebody that knows, you mm -hmm. know, somebody like myself or, um, you know, sometimes your healthcare provider, sometimes really they don't offer very good information because a lot of doctors, you ask them about a vibrator and they, they freak out like deer in headlights. So sometimes, you know, your doctor's <laughs> not that. the best person um, to ask about, you know, toys as far as that goes, but anything else health related, obviously, you know, I'm not a health professional by any means. So I think that, you know, you should definitely talk to them about some things, but, um, you know, talk to somebody that knows toys and. Okay. So what's this? looks like a big limesicle. Yeah. I, you know, I, I brought this one on purpose because he's, it's called the G money. Um, <laughs> G money. But I call him Sparty. Because I sell oh, more of these at Michigan State <laughs> than anywhere else. And I don't know if it's because it's green or because it glows in the dark. Or maybe it's because, you know, it's, um, a, you know, it's reasonable in price. So a lot of people, um, you know, kind of towards gravitate towards this one. We've got students, you know. Um, but what's great about this one is um, it is, you know, a great way to kind of explore areas that maybe you're not as familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people have heard of the Grafenberg orgasm, other known, you know, known as the G spot. And a lot of people don't know a whole lot about that area, or um, for some reason, reason they think it's their clitoris. It's not your clitoris. There's a whole other spot up in there um, that is your G spot. And it's about one and a half to two inches in up on the front vaginal wall, sort of up towards your belly button. Um, so you'll see a lot of toys that are sort of curved on the end like that. And those are meant um, to, you know, stimulate that g-spot or break down that tissue um we're talking about women guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and you know typically it is a little easier to find that area with a toy um just because men most of the time aren't shaped in this hook fashion um <laughs> unless you have a man that's shaped like that keep them around um but <laughs> there um, it is <laughs> typically um it's a little more difficult to kind of find that spot so a lot of ladies really like to find it with a toy first then it's a lot easier for them to show their partner it's not impossible um, to hit that with your partner but it's, you know it takes some learning you gotta you have to learn your body a little bit so um, so I like this toy because you know it's a nice beginner sort of g-spot toy and it's got a nice strong vibration and it's waterproof which is Ooh. essential a lot of girls tell me the only privacy <laughs> they get is in the shower so that's kind of nice <laughs> can you hear that folks that's, that's a nice um, strong one too yeah, it is strong yeah. You're <laughs> hearing all over the studio. It's like a bunch of flies in here. Okay. So is that a go, on that one? It's actually a bull. These oh, are his horns. Yeah, that one. Um, it's called the Cowboy Up. <laughs> And I love I the, names. the names are fantastic. I'm sorry, Andrew's just cracking up. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, There's literally a bull on this thing. So yeah, that's yeah. It's um, <laughs> this is what's what we call a dual action vibrator, and the dual action vibrators have the shafts. Um, the shaft will either typically have a, a, another bullet inside the shaft, or um, some beads, or sometimes they swirl around and swivel. Um, this one in particular has beads. Um, the beads are, you know, they're actually like metal ball bearings inside. Um, what these do is they swivel around. You can see that they're in the first inch or so of the shaft, um, which means they're going to hit the very inside, the first inch of the vaginal opening. I call it the lobby of the vagina because it's right inside the door. Um, that area is where all the nerve endings are in the vagina. It's right. the most sensitive area. You know, you're not feeling stuff way up by your cervix. You're feeling everything in that first couple inches. So that's really where you want your massage to be um, or your vibration. So that's where kind of the beads come in. 
in on a lot of the toys, the PC beaded toys. Cowboy Up also has the curved tip, so it's going to help with G-spot <laughs> stimulation. And he's got the bull, um, which stays on the outside and is going to vibrate on your clitoris. So you're really targeting three areas. You're getting that lobby area where all the nerve endings are, um, the G-spot, and the clitoral area at the same time. It's also got a rotation button, so you can go clockwise or counterclockwise. That thing is a and piece now, can of work. change the speeds on that one like you can the, you could the Yes, that has multiple speeds for the beads and multiple speeds you for the, moon with that the thing. bull. And um, they each have their own buttons. So, for instance, you can have the bull on low or off if you want to. Um, you know, some women are really sensitive in the clitoral area and they can't handle a lot of stimulation. This so is worse than my remote control at home. There's more buttons on this thing. <laughs> can, can you feel you learn the fast. going around? Absolutely, yeah. It's, um, like I said, a pretty sensitive area that first inch or two. So. I don't think it's dying. I've never seen you guys smile so much. <laughs> okay. So I've never seen anything are, like are that. Are guys allowed to come to um, bedroom accessory parties? No. Actually, um, we have a policy against men oh, wow. at our parties um, during our demonstrations. Mm -hmm. um, we do have uh, open houses that we conduct where, um, you know, couples can come in. Um, I don't do any sort of demonstration. I might, you know, set up a table with, you know, our lotions, our lubricants, our heighteners, things of that nature. Um, some of the more non-phallic-shaped items, um, I can certainly sell products to men. I just can't do any sort of, like, party or presentation for men. So that's the policy that we pretty much stick with. Sorry, Why is Christy? that? Um, you know, there's, um, there's different reasons, I think, that Pure Romance decided to go with that policy. I know that in some states... Um, specifically the southern states a lot of times have a lot more strict laws on this type of product and you know what someone's able to sell or carry with them and so I don't think they wanted to say well you girls in Michigan can do it but you girls in Texas can't you know and um, so they just said you know what let's just make it a company-wide policy and just stick to women only and it's worked for us so <laughs> I wonder why penises weren't actually made with like a. Thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that would be a better idea. <laughs> oh, oh wow! <laughs> you know Let's just go off script here for a minute. Well, it, it's funny that you say that because we actually have a toy. It's like all of these things have like. Yeah. Is that, is that what a hummingbird? It, yeah. It, well, if you're interested in something that you can use with your partner and be able to use his shaft, um, but you also want clitoral stimulation, we have C-rings. Um, and this is a really great couple's toy. Um, I brought one. It's called the Jelly Tool Belt. And it's named that because it holds all his tools. And um, the way a C-ring works, the, I think the biggest thing to remember with a C-ring is lots and lots of lubricant. Um, but the way a C-ring works is it goes um, over the head of the penis, slides all the way down to the base of the shaft, and it's going to constrict the blood flow to the penis at the base, which essentially is going to help him with erection. Um, so it's going to help him stay harder longer. It is also going to make his orgasm a little more intense when he does go, because it sort of builds up and builds up and builds up. So a lot of guys really like the C-rings that can make things more pleasurable for him. Um, our C-rings have the little added bonus of having a bullet inside for you. Um, so where she was just saying, why don't men come with a clitoral stimulator? We can actually give them a clitoral stimulator. So this is going to turn your partner into a living, breathing, vibrating vibrator for you. There you go. So slide it on him. He's going to get some of that added pleasure. 
you've got the little bullet up here, which is going to rest on the clitoris during intercourse and give you some clitoral stimulation at the same time. And of course, it wouldn't be the right kind of vibrator if it didn't have seven speeds. So the Jelly Tool <laughs> Bell also has seven <laughs> speeds. Um, I like it too because I, I love the little ergonomic hand control on this one. So if you've got carpal tunnel, this one's fantastic. Wait, so, so it kind of, it's like this remote control that's attached by a wire. So... <laughs> I'm trying to visualize this. So you're having sex, but you have to have a remote in one well, hand. Well, it's wow. yeah, and it's, it's a long, pretty. It's a I know I've got, the cord, I've got the cord wrapped up, but it's pretty long. Um, unless you and your partner are really sort of mismatched in size, you're not going to have a problem. Um, but yeah, the cord tends to be long enough. I usually recommend that the female partner holds the remote. I know men really like to hold remotes, but I think um, <laughs> you know, true. in in this instance, I think it's better for the female to be holding it. Um, typically, I think the position that works the best with you know, uh, toys like this is, you know, female on top. Um, so, so, so what you're saying is she gets to hold the remote while he's being strangled. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But there. there's a reason no guys, guys are invited that. to these parties. <laughs> oh, my God. I could shake you off the bed. <laughs> that one also, I forgot to mention, does have a second ring, which actually can be wrapped around the testicles. So he's going Sounds to like get... Phone vibration around the shaft and around the testicles at the same time. So it's very okay. pleasurable for him as well. <laughs> well. He's really excited about this one. Okay. Wow. So what's that? It's quite the R&D department that you have okay. over there. This is, um, this is a lubricant that um, I brought because I think it's the best lubricant to use with any of the male stimulators that we carry, as well as any of the C-rings. I think anytime you're using anything that's going to be sliding on or off the shaft of the penis, you want to have something that's very emollient, um, something that's going to stay slippery and not get sticky. Um, and a, you know, a lot of products, unfortunately, that are on the market, as far as lubrication goes, are very sticky lubricants. Um, and you know, you put a sticky water-based lubricant um, inside something like the VJJ, um, it's going to start to not feel as great after a few minutes. So I really recommend something. This one's actually made um, with shea butter. And if you know anything about shea butter, you know, it's like cocoa butter, that thick, heavy emollient cream, great for your skin. So it makes a really nice massage cream. Um, you can use it for just massage all over the body, but it's really great inside the toys because, as I said, it makes them really slippery, and it stays that way. It doesn't get sticky, which is important. Um, and then an added benefit, it is edible as well um and delicious flavors this is actually strawberry cheesecake um right out of the right out of the tube it's a little lotiony but after it's rubbed into the skin it tastes really really good um so it really kind of makes this a great toy um for oral pleasures as well um because you're using this so it's going to make things taste really good slide this on here i'm going to actually do it to show you exactly how it works Sure. Yeah. I think everyone else yeah. tastes it. Rub it in first, because I think okay. it tastes better after it's rubbed in. Okay. Um, but typically, you're going to want to use some of this, you know, in the inside the toy, like so. Okay. And then, you know, use it to rub it in Yeah, rub it in better. It's good hand cream. You can rub it all over your oh, hands okay. if you want. That shea butter is good for your hands. It smells really good. Glad yeah. We're radio. What's that? I'm glad we're doing this on radio right now. So, um, oh, you'll see that, you know, kind of slides right on. Um, so for oral, you notice he comes out the top. So for oral, you know, you can use this thing for most of the job. You can just do, you know, a little bit of oral on top. So it, it really kind of makes oral sex a lot easier for people if that's something that they prefer to do. Um, you know, sometimes that's all they do because they feel it's a little safer, you mm -hmm. know, than vaginal intercourse. Um, so it's an alternative anyway. So that's kind of how well, talk, it works. Talk real quickly about two, two important points with uh, using toys. One is consent, and two is cleaning them. 
absolutely. Um, you know, obviously, anytime you're using anything or any time you're trying to do anything new in the bedroom, you want to have full consent of both partners, obviously. Um, you know, if you've got a partner who's really not comfortable with toys, then, you know, maybe kind of stick to something like, you know, a massager. We've got, you know, lots of different massagers that aren't, um, you know, like I said, threatening in any way. And use it just for massaging. Mm -hmm. Maybe start with that. And you kind of work up, I think, to, you know, the, the full-fledged toys. So it's, I think, a process like with anything. Um, and as far as cleaning goes, uh, you know, I can't stress that enough. It's really important that you use a proper cleaner when you're using bedroom accessories. Um, you know, there's cleaners that are made specifically for bedroom accessories, and I think that's really important that you're not using um, antibacterial hand soap or dish detergent or, you know, alcohol or any kind of household cleaners because the toys really aren't meant to be cleaned with chemicals like that. Um, and if those chemicals stay on it, then they right, can irritate. Right, ex exactly. It's going to, over time, create this residue on the toy that's not going to come off, and it can create, you know, infections for you down the road. So that's important. But it's also important because if you're using the wrong types of chemicals on them, it will actually start to break down the toy prematurely. So you might get little holes or crevices that you can't even see with your eye, but they're there, and those are going to harbor bacteria, which essentially also can cause, you know, infections for you down the road. So it's really important to use um, the proper cleaner. And I always say to my customers before and after every time just to be safe so it smells yeah. like strawberry cheesecake in here yeah. <laughs> it smells delicious I know recently there was a uh, uh, Oprah did a uh, show uh, sure. online uh, where, where she brought on an, an expert uh, who talked about sex toys and I know they sold out of a certain type of vibrator across the country when they talked about that. Sure. And, you know, I, I, I didn't see the show, but I, Christy had told me about it um, recently. And, you know, it, it's funny because I think, especially when you get um, a celebrity such as Oprah endorsing something, I mean, you think about the books that she endorses on her show that sell out like crazy. You know, so when you get someone that, you know, people trust and that people like and, you know, endorsing something like that, absolutely, it can do nothing but help the industry that's for sure um, and I think that it's we're just starting to kind of get the word out there you know we're not in the pornography you know business that's that's not what we do we're in the relationship business and um, you know by no means are we you know trying to you know peddle things to um, you know contribute to promiscuity or you know anything like that we're trying to just build relationships and enhance relationships and, you know, bring couples together. So I think that, you know, kind of Oprah, I think, is, is somebody that gets that. And I think that's great that she did that show. And it, it definitely helps us a lot. We've, well, that's something we've always talked about on this show is, is being comfortable with yourself and being comfortable with your partner. And these are just tools that can help you sure. in learning those things. Uh, just, down the line. Just so you know, we're, we're eating strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I know if somebody comes, and I, I know the, the benefit of coming to, uh, you know, or put, going to a party or putting you on a party because you have a little close-knit group and mm -hmm. people can ask questions, but if somebody was to walk into a store, you know, not only is there a taboo about that, but you're faced with all these different choices. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell somebody who walks in and goes, you know, I really want to kind of experiment, but 
My God, there's 50 times, t- types of dildos. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, you know, I, I can just speak from experience. You know, before I had been introduced to this company, um, the only time I had ever gone into any of the adult bookstores was to, like, buy a gag gift for somebody. You know, oh, it's so-and-so's 30th birthday. Let's get him a blow-up doll, you know. Um, but, you know, that was the only experience I had. And I'd look at those walls and be like, oh, my gosh, you know, what do you do with that? And, you know, I that was, you know, my only experience until I went to the party. And I would never go into some place and buy something like this for myself and I think that's what struck me about this company I thought that is a fantastic concept because you're getting educated on it and I think it is really hard for somebody to go into a store and they're so overwhelmed because there's so many different crazy things and it's right next to all of this porn so it kind of makes you feel dirty and then you know you're like what am I doing here and I think that it, it, do, it does make it a lot more difficult and it's hard to ask the person behind the counter you look at them and you're like there's no way I'm going to ask them about this you know <laughs> so I think that's what I love about what we do because it does make it a way more comfortable setting we um we offer a a private ordering room um so that you can come in one-on-one with the consultant you can ask questions you can purchase your products in private nobody has to know what you're buying or what you're asking and i think that really helps too you don't have to worry about some other person in the store looking over your shoulder and you know i just think that i i I just think that really helps people too and i know that's what drew me to it so i can only speak for myself but i think that's why it's becoming more popular Cool. Well, there's still, there's still, I know we're going to take a break here in a second, but the, the last question I would have for you is, what do you talk to, when you're talking to a couple, mm-hmm. and because and, I've seen it in doing my own work on campus, you know, where they say, well, why would they, why would they need a toy? Why, why am I not satisfying the person? Why sure. do they need a toy? Yeah. Well, you know, I would kind of find out what's going on with that couple, and, you know, if they're not really having issues, that's great. Um, but, you know, toys can be used, like I said, to enhance what you already have going on. Um, it's not meant to replace the other person. It's not meant to, um, you know take, you know, the place of, you know, the intimacy you're going to feel with a partner, obviously. Um, You know, it's, some people are very skeptical or scared to introduce something like this into the bedroom because it is, you know, an artificial, it's something other than your own body part, you know, but. Well, I'm looking at them. Some of them are rather intimidating. (laughs) Right. And that's why I say, you know, start with something like this. You go, you work up to these things. Most guys don't have bulls on top. (laughs) Sorry, Christy. Um, But I think that, you know, people, you know, think they're weird because they don't understand them and they, they don't realize that, you know, look, it's, it's not meant to replace anything you're doing. It's just meant to spice it up a little bit. And, you know, when you've been married for a long time, or even if you've just been in a committed relationship, you know, after a few years, you know, it starts to be the same old thing and you can try different positions all day long, but it's still, you know, the same, the same person and the same things. And once you get that comfortable with somebody, you can introduce things like this and it, it really changes the whole dynamic. I mean, it, it, it changes, you know, everything. And I think it definitely can bring you closer. I mean, it's something that you're experiencing, you know, with somebody that you're never going to, you know, experience with another person. So it's something different that you can do together. Um, I think that it can, you know, bring people closer in a way mm-hmm. that they're not feeling. I just want to mention real quick, not that I'm, you know, endorsing Dr. Phil or anything, but he had a show today on couples with low libido. And that's a huge epidemic in this country right now. And, um, you know, especially, you know, people that are on so many pharmaceuticals and medications and the first side effect of every medication is low sex drive, you know? So, um, you know, that's a, a real problem. And that's the biggest thing that I get 
customers coming to me with is, you know, how do I want it? I just don't want it. I don't feel like it, you know, and we've got all these pressures in our lives. And I think, um, you know, toys can help with that, too. It's a way to spice things up. It spices things up. It makes things different, you know. So I think I think it really helps. Okay. I hope. Cool. That's that's my job. <laughs> I'm trying to do anyway. So, yeah. Well, thank you cool. so much for coming on the oh, show. Oh, thank you so much for thank having you. me. This yeah, was so much so fun, much. and I hope I enlightened you. If you want to leave a few of them behind. Right? Thank you. All right, we're going on break. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Impact's Exposure, and um, if anyone has any questions throughout the show or wants to answer our question of the day, which is, what is your favorite sex toy, or has any other comments, questions, you can please call 432-3893. Okay, it smells like strawberry cheesecake in here, but we're going we're gonna to kind of move through that because... Uh, uh, we have to, right? Can we? Right. <laughs> that was great. Some, I mean, some way we'll get back. I thought the conversation was good. You know, we, uh, we're going to miss our toys, but we need to move on, right, Christy? Yes, I guess we do. Yep. We're going to move on to our next subject, and that is contraception. What is out there? How do you choose your form of contraception and what to consider while you're choosing it? So we're going to talk a little bit about, like, the most popular types among college students. We have the male condom, female condom, the pill, Plan B, uh, what else do we have here? The Nuvering, Withdrawal, and the Rhythm Method. And, of course, Outer Course and or Abstinence. So, I mean, there's a lot of other ways to, there's a lot of other forms of contraception out there, but um, I have, like, a whole list here. If you want to call in, you have questions about any other form that we're not talking about today, but I just kind of went through and looked at the most common ones, so I figured that's probably what we should talk about. In the time we have. Sorry. And like you said, there's so much to consider when you think about birth control method. Um, not only what's you know, best or what your partner prefers, but most importantly um, about you and what you're most comfortable doing and using um, and purchasing. There's a lot of consideration that goes into picking a method. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you've, you've got some great things to talk about. And if we don't get to all the methods, you know, because we may not get to knowing us, guys. You can always get a hold of us at all and find out more about this. But, you know, let's talk a little bit more about why. How do you choose a con- contraceptive method? Because, you know, some folks just run a right to either a condom or the pill, right. you know, without even considering anything. So how do we go about choosing a contraceptive method? Well, I think maybe one, for college students especially, lifestyle is one, a really big factor in choosing a contraceptive. I mean, the pill is something you have to take at the same time every day. And for some students that have altered schedules and they have, you know, Monday, Wednesday classes at a different time and Tuesday, Thursday classes, it's just not practical for them. 
Um, so really considering your lifestyle, um, how much time you have to commit to something, um, and making sure that it's something you can commit to consistently, I think is probably one of the most important things to think about before deciding on a method. I mean, that really how comfortable you are with your body. Dennis mentioned a condom, a male condom. There involves touching with that. Um, the pill, you know, you can take a pill. There's also, you know, the NuvaRing, and that definitely involves a whole different level of um, comfortness or comfort level with your body um, and what you're willing to do or not willing to do. Um, what else? Um, I think it is important to consider, like, what, why you want this and maybe, like, for what reasons. Like, if it's a monogamous relationship, mm -hmm. you might not have to consider sexually transmitted infections as much as if it was just not so much a monogamous relationship. So more pregnancy prevention mm -hmm. in that aspect. Right. And um, definitely not all contraceptives. not all contraceptives are going to help you prevent STIs. Right, so. exactly. And cost is a big factor, too. A lot of these forms are pretty expensive, and then there's some that are not so expensive, and there's some that are free. But you just got to look at whatever one is best for you and kind of decide with that. your options. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to start with a male condom? And that seems to probably be one of the most popular. Um, condoms, male condoms come in all sorts of different forms, sizes, colors, materials. You know, there's latex, which is probably the most popular. Um, and they also make polyurethane condoms. So those are good for people that may have a latex allergy or even a sensitivity. Um, some people just like them because they transmit heat better than latex. So it is an option. Um, there's also natural membranes or like something you may have heard referred to as um, like lambskin condoms, and that's um, something that can help pre prevent pregnancy, but not always infections. So something to consider. Yeah, the the uh, the lambskin condoms or other natural membrane condoms are are actually made from those animals, and so their membrane is is like skin. It's porous. Yeah. And so it's porous. It's not as it's not a man-made material like latex or polyurethane. I'm and sorry. I'm sorry, but as long as I've been in this business. Whenever anyone talks about animal membrane condoms, <laughs> dude, why would you want to put? I know, I know, membrane? I know. We shouldn't even have to say anything because well, you know, <laughs> the fact that they're porous. From throughout my whole career, I've told people just don't use them. Don't even consider it. Yeah. I mean, it's like if it's the only they're thing you got. Expensive. Too. Fine. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Don't, plus, don't. yeah, they're going to cost you twice or more as much as. Well, they might know. cost you more in the long run too. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. They're really they're very porous. You know, Especially with polyurethane as an option now. Yeah, you know, polyurethane would give you a similar heat transfer um, type of uh, feel. Well, you know, two of the other reasons, Erica, as you were talking, it made me think back to the days when I used to lecture on this stuff. <laughs> two of the other things you always have to consider is is side effects. Mm -hmm. Every one of the contraceptive methods, including condoms, you know, I've seen some really nasty latex allergies yes. from condoms, in, in both on men and women. Uh, side effects and effectiveness. There's another thing you need to consider because condoms can be, as you well know, extremely effective theoretically yes. if everything goes right and, and stuff. There's, there's but, many steps in making sure that they are effective. And we know those steps quite well because we go over them all the time. But people still, even even men who have used condoms for 30 years, say, "I know how to use a condom," and you ask them to explain it to you, and they go, "You go, well, uh, uh, dude, well. you just screwed up." <laughs> No, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> you really just screwed up because you didn't even check the expiration date in the condom, you know, which is really important. So uh, there's a lot of things to consider. But uh, so latex condoms, are you going to go talk about those a little bit, or well, you want to move I, on? I think in talking about the male condom, in, in what Erica just mentioned, one of the arguments you hear all the time is that they just don't feel good. It, a reason that people give often where they why they don't use condoms is they don't feel good, and 
really the thing to look into there is just the sheer variety of condoms that there are out there. If one of them doesn't feel good, do not let that be uh, a measurement for you on all condoms. Make sure you're really sure that condoms aren't going to work for you by trying out different kinds and, and seeing what works for you because um, it is an easy method to use uh, if you do it correctly, but to just write them off after using them once or, or deciding they don't feel good um, without experimenting and trying other things, um, you're kind of selling yourself short. <laughs> no pun intended with that here, right? No pun intended. If you do experiment and use the right type of lubricant and the right type of condom, such as maybe a polyurethane, I would bet you you wouldn't even feel it's there. Mm -hmm. Most people say, well, I don't want, the, I don't want it to come between me and that intimate experience. Well, you know, if you do it right, you're not going to even feel that. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's going to be a lot more protective. With with the different um, types of male condoms with, with latex, polyurethane, or natural membranes, um, <laughs> is there one that, that like has a higher tendency of breaking than others? Polyurethane tends to be a little bit stronger. Um, so actually... Did you bring one with you? I did. I okay, let's stretch that. Poly stretch polyurethane out. is a little bit stronger, but not as uh, stretchy. It's less rubbery. Right. It's more plasticky. Okay. But it's going to transmit heat better. So yes. let's see if we can compare the two. Let's right. get one of the folks from Torch and Twang in here and see if they'll <laughs> stretch one. Come on in here. Come on. Chicken. <laughs> okay, we're going we're gonna to stretch one of these. Fling condoms across the, the Come on, chicken. <laughs> Ready? You want to describe, Emily, what we're doing? Oh, okay, so oh, wait, 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 Dr. D's pulling, and Erica is, is uh, unrolling. <laughs> run rolling. Run rolling. <laughs> This is a polyurethane. So it's going to be a tug okay, of war okay, okay. with the condom. Here. Ready? You grab that in. You pull that thing. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. Oh, oh. Keep pulling. We've, got, we've got two feet. Three oh, feet. Oh, come on. Three feet. <laughs> we've got three and a half. Oh, oh. Yeah, I let go. I, it didn't break. Oh, he let go. See, and this and is polyurethane. Feet. And it still didn't break. That's polyurethane. So the women are saying it's smaller. The men are saying it's bigger. What yeah. That is at least 10 feet. Special edition of Torch and Twang going on here, folks. Yeah, we've, we've Torch got... and Twang. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you see now, we get. <laughs> oh, that's quite a new. And now she is playing it. She is twanging. Yeah, yeah, she's on twanging. It. It's, 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 not, it's, still it's not breaking, is it? Not breaking. Okay. No. Okay. Strong. See. That's polyurethane. That's polyurethane. So when well, folks say that polyurethane isn't strong, and I'll tell you what, the other thing: if you cut this polyurethane condom, you're welcome, and you put it on your hand, okay. Mm -hmm. So you put this on your hand and you put uh, lube on there, you wouldn't even feel it's there. Because what polyurethane does do too, it transmits heat very well. Mm. So you can't hardly even feel it's there after a while. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have that latex odor. No. Either. Ew. It's odorless. I mean, another consideration with polyurethane condoms is you can use different lubricants. With latex, you only want to use something that's water-based. Mm -hmm. um, but polyurethane doesn't break down with oils like latex does. Mm -hmm. So that's what people might be interested in using different lubricants or something that's oil-based, polyurethane is an option. And latex condoms are goopy. maybe even more stretchy than the polyurethane ones. Yeah, they're stretchier, but... I mean... So maybe that's they're just slippery, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just aiming at it. Yeah. <laughs> so so what, what, if... If we were to talk about when condoms do fail, because they do fail at times, you know, the majority of them don't. But if you talk about how they do fail, what, what do you think is the number one reason why condoms do fail when they do fail? Well, one, one way in which they might fail is if you, if most condoms come with reservoir tips, and if you don't squeeze the air out of them when you put them on, uh, you leave a little bubble in the tip of the, of the condom, and 
that bubble can pop. That's that's the number one reason. What what else? Go let's go let's go down the line. It's the user failure, so that might be not. What's that? User error. Oh, that's a cop well, out. Well, it's user error. That's a cop out. So Come on. They're in the tip. They didn't roll it down all the way. They didn't store it correctly. I was being specific about you, a user like, error. When you open it, there you, you go. It? There you go. Okay. Actually, they did a study on this in Consumers Report years ago when they said that the number one way condoms fail is the way you open them up. Think mm -hmm. about it. How do most people open condoms with their teeth in a hurry with the lights out? Mm -hmm. And they rip them. And latex can rip, you know, especially with your teeth. Yeah. And, and think about it, because that's how most people do open them up. So you really have to be careful how you open them up and take them out of the package, because that's how they usually fail. And making sure you cool. put them on in the right direction. Yes. People start out. off by putting them on inside out, and they flip them over, and then you've already exposed it. And well, and knowing, too, that especially with latex, because the majority of condoms that are bought in America are latex, you got to check your expiration date. Mm -hmm. I mean, most condoms are made six years in advance, and so if you're using one that says, good till April of 09, you don't know where that condom's been for five years, and storage with special latex condom is really important. You know, we, Stream temperatures are not good for them. We once refused a whole shipment of 20,000 condoms at Olin because they shipped them uh, by a transport system we won't name on the air <laughs> in the seven-degree weather um, uh, and with no, with no heating. And so when, condom, when latex condoms freeze, you might as well send them back. Now, are there other are other contraceptions besides the the male condom that are sensitive to temperatures? Yes, any like hormonal methods should be kept at a consistent <coughs> temperature. That's a really good question. Um, so, like leaving it in like your car glove box or something is probably not the best idea. Um, so maybe you know keeping it in a drawer in your bathroom or something, or it's away from intense heat or cold um, and humidity levels too. Um, With pills, you said. Any or the Nuva Ring is very sensitive right. to temperature. The Nuva Ring actually, you store the extras in the refrigerator because it's slowly released, and if it gets warm enough, because it's used to releasing it like in the vaginal wall where it's very warm, um, it can prematurely start the release of hormones. Mm -hmm. So that's a consideration too. You know, if you have roommates or if you live at home, or maybe this is something that you don't want your parents to know about. Something that you might want to consider. You got to keep your extras in the fridge. So you know that's real. That is a really good question. And the other thing is that the cervical cap or diaphragm many times are made out of latex too. So you have to be very careful with those too. How you store them, how you clean them, where you put them. And she has a Just, cervical cap right there. Uh, cervical cap's a little smaller. This is and the diaphragm. Are diaphragms popular still today? Or no. Not so much anymore. Not so much. They no. have to be it looks really comfortable, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's all different sizes That's of them. They have to be medically prescribed. Yeah. Uh, and you have to use them with spermicide. And I think we might have talked about spermicides in an earlier show, um, how they can cause sensitivity in some users. And so if you have a spermicide and you're trying to prevent pregnancy but you're allergic to it um, or you're really sensitive to it, it can irritate your skin. So pregnancy prevention might be there, but if your skin's irritated, it can be entry routes for any infection that might be there. STI. Uh, and yeah. Well, as, as Erica would tell you, that uh, the diaphragm and the cervical cap, many folks don't understand that you, you're only supposed to leave it in a certain amount of time, but sperm can live days. Days. Up to five days. Up and so days. it's really, it's a barrier method, but if you don't use something that actually kills the sperm, such as a spermicide cream or jelly mm -hmm. or foam or something like that, then those little buggers are just going to wait till you take it out. They're just going to sit back. <laughs> they're just going to sit back on their little fins and... Go, 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 go! go. <laughs> we have an opening. Let's go. <laughs> so you got to put something in that actually kills them while they're standing around. While they're standing around. So. Well, and the other 
note that we have here about condom use is it's, it is a nice backup me method for, for these other uh, methods, the other hormonal methods. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in case you in case you weren't uniform with taking the hormones or or you missed a pill or something, making sure you, you know, if you're using the condom on top of using a hormonal method, you're that much more unlikely to get pregnant that way. So that's another thing to consider. Well, and as Christy said too, we use we use condoms also for protection against transferring STI, sexually transmitted infections, because. We always get the question, well, I get the question, should I use a condom when performing oral sex on my male partner? And I say, yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, Because, well, it takes away you know, the fun of it all. But, but I think that's important for folks to know that you should because you can be transferred an STI through the mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people don't know that. Cold sore. Yeah. Cold sore is the same herpes virus that causes genital herpes. So. Actually, there was a time there, back in the old days, well, we actually had a website up that showed men and women how to put condoms on with their mouth uh, because for people who didn't want to, you know, use condoms or you wanted to take control of that and the male didn't want to wear a condom, we actually showed people how to do that, although it went down in flames. Because <laughs> is that like the trying to get the, what is it, Starburst wrapper off with just your tongue? <laughs> I haven't seen that. But, you know, it's along those same lines, though, I, I imagine. And it, but it is, a, it is a way to give a woman or a man who's performing oral sex on a man control. You know, if they want to put it on with their mouth and they don't want to have to put it on with their, with their you know, hands or they, somebody else doesn't want to put it on themselves, you can put it on for them. The theater troupe does that. The theater troupe does that. They're performing right now. Actually, they are performing. We're missing that. Plus, we're missing the Spartans, too. But we're glad we're here on Impact. Go State. What other ones that we want to handle in the last minute? Well, we should probably touch on withdrawal and rhythm method just because we mentioned them. Touch on withdrawal rhythm. Don't do either. Right. Exactly. That's how we should touch on them. Well, that's easy enough. Withdrawal and the rhythm method. Go ahead, Chris. There are options. And for some people, it might be... A good option, especially option. if you have no money at all, because both of these are free. And also, you can do these along with other methods. <laughs> yeah, both you Keep in you mind that condoms are free at all in health centers. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, they're complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's the first time. I've right. Done. Shoot. Um, so withdrawal is pulling out just for just before a man is about to come, and so there's some advantages to that. There's either no fluid or a lot less fluid that gets deposited in the vagina or the anus. Wherever you may deposit it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just wanted to say come. That's all you wanted to do. Yeah. And there's no medical side effects. But there's a lot of disadvantages to that, too, because it's hard to um, withdraw in time. Mm -hmm. Also, worrying about it the whole time that you're having sex might not make sex as pleasurable. So... That's something you can say. I think that's a good point to make as far as the yeah. withdrawal method. You, you, know, to you can have the best. Let, 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 let's, let's just put it out on the table. It's, it's not that it's hard to know when to withdraw. Most men don't want to. Right. It's, it's not natural to withdraw right. in that yeah. situation. So that's what right. makes it difficult. You know, most men, you know, I think are smart enough to know when they're going to ejaculate. And they say, well, it was too hard to do it. No, you're not meant to. That's why withdrawal is such a poor method. Although. Well, when, and the body was designed to be there at that point yeah. when that happens right. and, so, and it's going against mm -hmm. you know all your natural instincts to pull out in that situation yeah alright we've got a caller alright you're on sex exposure hello 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 hi hi I had a quick question sure um 
if a person, the guy did withdraw, how long does the sperm is able to live outside the body? Outside the body? Yeah. The male body? Like they, yeah. Or just if you're having sex and, like, he um, withdraws, is the, like, sperm still viable? Yes. Well, if, if you're asking whether he withdraws and, say, he has some pre-cum or mm -hmm. pre-ejaculate, uh, <laughs> could that live outside the body? We don't know exactly how long it can live outside the body. Once it's, it's you know, outside the environment where it's conducive to live, it doesn't live very long. I think what most people freak out about is that can those little buggers somehow swim up and get into the vagina and do that? Anything is probable, but not, I should say anything is possible, but the probability of that is very, very, very low, mm -hmm. extremely low. Now, does that mean that you should allow him to ejaculate on your genital area? No. No, don't do that. No, because Cause sperm, have one, that that sperm have one job. They want to find something. Okay. So if you if it's a, near the opening, some of them can get in there. So you got to be careful. So, okay. uh, uh, but in most cases, outside, anywhere on the outside part of the genital areas, possible but not probable. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Cool. Thanks Thank for calling. Thank you very much. Yeah, we you know once they get inside the vagina and and. Up into the U.S. where they can live up know, to five days, they say, to yeah. hours to five days sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you got to be really careful, and that's why the rhythm method is also problematic well, too, because right. you got to be—you really need to know your yeah. cycle. And everything. I think my grandma did that, and my my father was, I think, the fourth child, and he was <laughs> a junior, which which I think means it's going to be the last child of the family, but. Four more kids after that. <laughs> she was in a rhythm. Well, yeah. <laughs> just, just to clarify, the rhythm method is where you plan to have sex around a woman's menstrual period in order to have sex when she is least likely to get pregnant. Um, but like Dennis just mentioned, uh, sperm can live inside for a while after you have sex, and menstrual cycles aren't always uniform, so it's an unreliable method. Especially in the, this population, women's cycles may have not be you know, 28 days every month. They'd be 28 days one month and 35 the next, so it makes any kind of charting a rhythm kind of difficult. Especially with stress of school and things like that. That, mm -hmm. that stress can be something that really affects uh, cycles. So. Well, not even cycles, but it, and also there are certain yes. things that can happen to a woman that can trigger an ovulation mm -hmm. without being, quote, the normal time to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, we've shown that intense orgasm can, can trigger an, a, uh, an ovulation. So, so don't uh, chance it. <laughs> Well, if it's the only thing you're going to do and it fits within your morals and values and religion, then, then just try to do it right. Right. So I know we're coming to an end of another exciting That's exposure. Right. Another fabulous so do we have anything coming up to you want to tell the listeners about in the last few seconds? Um, well, next month we'll probably talk about alcohol and sex, which should be a good conversation. And then probably... Alcohol Awareness Month. Yeah. Yes. So there we go. And uh, Becky from Olin will be probably coming in. Mm -hmm. We still have to ask her, but I'm sure she would like to. She always does. <laughs> yeah, we do want you to stay tuned to Torch and Twang, although their their hands are a little slippery oh, right now. So I'm not sure they can handle the <laughs> dials. But. Thanks for listening. You guys for coming on the show. Go State. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.